ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson and Chris Candy on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Hit us up on Twitter at AmberW790, at ChrisCandy99. We're covering the breaking news on Deshaun Watson. A grand jury in Houston decides not to indict Deshaun Watson on criminal charges of sexual assault and harassment. And so now Deshaun Watson, still facing 22 civil uh, civil lawsuits, is seemingly cleared of any criminal liability. In Amber, according to our very own Adam Schefter, the trade market for Deshaun Watson now is expected to ramp up quickly. Houston will be opening to moving him, and multiple teams are expected to be interested per league sources. Now, I mentioned that Deshaun Watson's contract could give Houston an incentive to try to get this wrapped up quickly because on the fifth day of the new league year, which is March 20th, right around the corner, Deshaun Watson's base salary in 2023 of $20 million becomes fully guaranteed. Also, a roster bonus becomes fully guaranteed of $17 million. So no doubt the Houston Texans don't want to be on the hook for all of that money. So I would expect that this, this deal for Deshaun Watson that we've been all waiting on for the past year and a half could potentially come to a head over the course of the next couple of weeks. He's under contract for four more years. So if you're trading for Deshaun Watson, you're getting a 26-year-old quarterback that most people consider a top-five talent in the league at that position, and you're getting him for a cap hit of averaging $35 million over the next four years, Chris Canty. And we saw what's happened here with the quarterback market, and Aaron Rodgers reportedly getting 50 per at 37 years old. So Deshaun Watson right now, from a financial perspective, seems like a steal. Now, there's still issues here legally because he has the 22 pending civil actions. But more importantly, from the football perspective, is what we expect to happen in terms of some sort of suspension from the league. He's probably not going to be put on the commissioner's exempt list. That's what would have happened had he been charged with something. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't appear he's going to be charged with something. There's like this very small, he could be charge technically the prosecutor could still charge him with a misdemeanor even though the grand jury didn't indict him it's probably not happening we're probably got all the criminal stuff behind us so that means that he's going to be able to move forward but in moving forward so is the league's investigation and most most likely they're issuing a suspension at some point if you're trading for him you know that's coming i just wonder too how much that affects his trade value if at all because at the end of the day we're still talking about a 26 year old under contract like i just said for four Four more years at a fair price for that position at that level of talent. And so do you have a difficult time if you're the Texans asking for top dollar, you know, three first rounders, whatever top dollar is right now in this market, because he might get suspended for half a season or three quarters of a season or, or maybe even an entire season. Now, Amber, we do have a statement from NFL spokesperson Brian McCarthy on Deshaun Watson. He said the league has been closely monitoring all developments in this matter, which remains under review of the personal conduct policy. Now, we know the personal conduct policy going back to 2014 in the wake of Ray Rice. There was a standard six-game suspension for any player that was found to run afoul of the personal conduct policy when it came to domestic violence or any assault toward women. And so this would potentially fall under that purview with the commissioner having the discretion to make it more or less. So we'll have to wait and see. But to your question... I don't know that a suspension for Deshaun Watson, even if it's talking about taking him off the field for half a year, 
affects his trade value because you are talking about a 26-year-old quarterback that when we last saw him led the league in passing yards, had 33 touchdowns to only seven interceptions on a Houston Texans team that was seemingly devoid of talent. And so I look at this as a potential long-term investment for whatever team would be trading for him. You're talking about getting Deshaun Watson for the next decade plus. And right now under his current contract, he's a bargain. He's average average annual value on the remainder of the deal is $34 million. We're seeing quarterbacks getting paid 40, 43, 45 million. Aaron Rodgers being rumored to be being paid $50 million a year on a contract extension. You're getting a top 5 player at the position for $34 million a year. That seems like a good investment when you talk about throwing whatever kind of draft capital Nick Casario's way in order to make this deal happen. We want to hear from you guys on the Candy Call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. What's the best landing spot for Deshaun Watson in the National Football League? Amber, when I pose that question to you, where do you think the best place for Deshaun Watson is in the NFL? Well, the rumors right now are that Seattle is incredibly interested. And obviously, they would have the first-round capital because they just received it in the Wilson trade. I'm surprised, I guess, that they would trade Wilson, acquire the capital, then trade for Deshaun when they let go of Bobby Wagner, who's out here on Twitter, by the way, very upset about that, saying that after 10 years, he didn't hear it from the organization himself. He heard it through other means. We thought Seattle was in a total rebuild. If you're in a total rebuild, you're not trading away a bunch of first-round picks for Deshaun Watson. So I have thought that it was interesting over the last 24 hours that that rumor has gained so much strength that Seattle is really interested. So could it be that I guess Seattle's not interested in a rebuild and they're just trying to get younger, right? That would be the only conclusion to draw because obviously Russell Wilson is a phenomenal quarterback as well. Now, given Russell Wilson may have wanted out and so they worked with him in that capacity, but all of this does come down to also where Deshaun Watson wants to be because he has a no trade clause like Russell Wilson had one. Deshaun Watson has a no trade clause. So he is going to be able to dictate this. And outside of Miami, I have no idea where Deshaun Watson wanted to go. There was a point where the Miami Dolphins were rumored to be the only team Deshaun Watson was willing to waive his tro- no trade clause for. That was back, of course, when Brian Flores was the coach there. There's been conflicting reports out of Miami who was pushing for the Watson situation more. Was it ownership? Was it Flores? Flores, was it Greer in the front office? Either way, it seems like Miami has completely passed on that situation and made it clear that they are out of the running for a Deshaun Watson situation. So then you turn your attention to teams like Seattle or a team like the Carolina Panthers, who apparently has been reportedly watching this situation really closely as well. The problem with Carolina is they do have salary cap issues. But again, like you said, Deshaun Watson, you can finagle this money for most of these squads that have a need because he's really not that expensive over the next four years when we consider where the quarterback market is right now. So Amber, I need you to put your crystal ball on. Where's the place that you think Deshaun Watson will be best served where the need meets, meets the fit. I, I just want to know where do you think the one team that You're you think would be best down? served. Yes, I'm locking you down. The team that would be best served getting Deshaun Watson. Also the team that would be a realistic possibility because we know I, the Houston Texans aren't going to trade Deshaun Watson in the division to the Indianapolis Colts. We know right. that's not happening. So of all the teams that would be in the quarterback market, either free agency or trade, what's the one team that you think is the best fit for Deshaun Watson. 
Well, I, and, I, and I'm assuming that they're not trading him in the conference if they can help it, right? So yeah. it's going to take teams like the Steelers out of the conversation. Uh, I think the Bucks have to look at this situation. Ooh. What are the Bucks doing right now? They're clearly a Super Bowl contending type of team. I know they've missing multiple pieces, but most notably, of course, they just had Tom Brady retire on them. Uh, do they go after Deshaun Watson? I don't know what their situation would be in terms of draft capital and if they'd have uh, the pieces that the Texans would need. But I do think the Bucks would be an interesting landing spot for him. Maybe he doesn't mind going north. He was okay with waving his no trade clause for Miami. Being north a couple hours wouldn't matter to him. Where where do you have him going, Kansi? Well, I think it's interesting. You brought up the Bucks. The Bucks do have their first and second round draft picks for the next three drafts. So if they wanted to make a move like that, I think they could. Uh, it's just a matter of Deshaun Watson being willing to waive his no-trade calls. And for a team like that that was two years removed from winning a Super Bowl, I could find worse places for Deshaun Watson to go. Now the Bucks are up against the cap. They've got some constraints. But you talk about getting a quarterback like Deshaun Watson, and all of a sudden you're, you're in another dynastic window if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But as far as the landing spots that I think could end up being realistic for Deshaun and the place that I, I think he'd be open to going – the Carolina Panthers. And the reason why is owner David Tepper has made no bones about it, about wanting to find a franchise quarterback. He took a swing and he missed on Sam Donald. That didn't work out. He's on the hook for his fifth-year option, which is $19 million. But but this is an owner that is obsessed with trying to find a new quarterback. Just built a brand-new facility across the border from Charlotte and South Carolina. They're talking about trying to raise funds to build a brand-new stadium on that side of the border you got to have something to sell when you're when you're investing that much in your franchise and you're asking the community to invest that much. Deshaun Watson would be an easy sell, especially in that part of the country because he played his college football not too far down the road at Clemson. He's from Atlanta, so that part of the country is very familiar with him. They would welcome him with open arms. Deshaun Watson being the franchise quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. Also this The Carolina Panthers fan base, they love Cam Newton. Cam Newton and Deshaun Watson are really close friends, so something to consider when it comes to whether or not Deshaun would waive his no-trade clause. Cam Newton in his ear talking about the positives for playing for that franchise. So to me, that would be a place that could potentially be a player for Deshaun Watson. So coming up next, your calls on the best landing spot for Deshaun Watson. Again, the Candy Call in line, the number's 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. More ESPN Radio back after this. ESPN Radio. She is Amber Wilson. I am Chris Candy, and this is ESPN Radio on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN+. Plus. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and more at ProgressiveInsurance.com. Progressive.com. We're reacting to the breaking news. Deshaun Watson not facing criminal charges. The grand jury decided not to proceed with indicting Deshaun Watson down in Houston, Texas. I believe it was Harris County, Amber. And so now he's still got 22 civil cases that are pending against him, but it feels like we're moving closer to potentially having a deal for the Houston Texans with other NFL teams. According to our very own Adam Schefter, NFL people expect that this is going to move quickly when it comes to the Texans finding a trade partner for Deshaun Watson. As we mentioned before, his contract for his salary for the 2023 season and his salary in 
uh, including a roster bonus of $17 million, becomes guaranteed on the fifth day of the new league year, which is right around the corner. So the Texans are incentivized to try to find a deal for Deshaun Watson. We're trying to find the best landing spot for him. We're going to go out to the candy call-in line and go to Patrick in Georgia. Patrick, you're on ESPN Radio. What up? Yeah, guys, what's up, man? Listen, I called with one team in mind, and as I was holding, I thought about a second. The first I'm going to tell you is Atlanta Falcons. I think they want to get rid of Matt Ryan. Uh, I think that it, you know he's from Georgia. I think it would be a really good fit, especially with um, the culture down here would absolutely accept him. And now when I'm thinking about it, it makes perfect sense. Why would Houston turn down – Two top ten draft picks this year, and that's from the New York Giants. Uh, because the Giants' ownership has already said they're not going to do that. And I played in that organization. I know the co-owners, John Meyer and Steve Tisch, they are not going to go that route of bringing in somebody like Deshaun Watson that has all that baggage. Listen, I, for one, will be all for it because I want the franchise to get turned around. They're tied for the worst record in all of football since the start of 2017. And poor quarterback, poor quarterback play is a big reason why. But the Giants are not going to go after Deshaun Watson. Now, as far as the Atlanta Falcons are concerned, they can't get rid of Matt Ryan. I mean, they can't cut him. They can't trade him. It's a $40 million dead cap number this season. So that's what they would be dealing with. So you are locked into Matt Ryan for the foreseeable future. If you're a Falcons fan, I feel sorry for you guys but you're not involved in that conversation. Well, the Texans wouldn't be interested in Matt Ryan, right? I mean, they're not going to be interested in Like, they're in a rebuild mode. They're not going to be interested in taking on a 36-year-old quarterback with a terrible contract, with a contract that looks really ugly. That's always going to be part of these conversations, too, is obviously whoever trades for Deshaun Watson, there has to be a benefit to the Texans. And and the main benefit they're probably going to be looking for is, I would imagine, three first-rounders in the deal as well. So it's not necessarily a, a typical situation here where you're trading and you're looking for a piece back in terms of a quarterback or even now a win-now kind of quarterback. Maybe the Texans would be more interested in a really young piece kind of quarterback that needs development that we're not even thinking about. Let's go out to Doc in Texas. Doc, you're on ESPN Radio. What up? Hey, what's going on, Chris? And I'm sorry, Amber, how are you doing too? I'm Um, good, Doc. Hey, I, I, I called you guys. I hadn't called you guys in about a week or two, so... I'm calling to let you guys know this, and I hate to put it out there because I have I had much love for for Deshaun. I've been watching him ever since he was a kid. Uh, his, you know the growth and maturation, uh, the things that he done uh, with uh, uh, I can't think of uh, the running back's name. Uh, Ward done the, uh, the things that he done with Ward done as a kid. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking it'll be a good deal both for both parties. Uh, Arizona should get into the talks. Mm. You have a, you have a disgruntled uh, guy who's who's not somewhat of a leader, but he's talented enough that Houston would probably bite. And then you get back uh, Deshaun, who probably is going to sit for about six games. But then once those six games come uh, come uh, come after they're over with, now you got. Four players, I think, from Houston that was here in Houston with him when he was here, and then also you got the uh, the you know the different scenery. Uh, you also got an offensive mind that's going to be you know calling plays for you. 
I think it'll be a win-win for both organizations, but it'll be a bigger win for the Arizona Cardinals. Doc, that's a great suggestion. We appreciate the phone call. Amber, if the Arizona Cardinals pick up the phone and call Nick Casario and say, we'll give you Kyler Murray a first, a second, and a fourth, who says no? Oh, now you're only giving me one first? I think I say no if I'm the Texans because we know Kyler Murray also wants a bag, so he's going to want one for the Texans as well. And they're not in a win-now kind of situation. It's more important, I would imagine, for the Texans to go ahead and get multiple firsts to really get that draft capital. And if I'm the Cardinals, I'm not attaching that to Kyler Murray for Deshaun Watson because, mm. frankly, even though Deshaun Watson, the last time we saw him, he was a top five, obviously, in the league. We also haven't seen him play in a year, and he is an upgrade over Kyler Murray, but there's moments that Kyler Murray has looked pretty incredible as well. So I don't know if I'm willing to attach multiple firsts to get rid of Murray, even if there's tensions right now between that organization and that quarterback. All right, let's take one more call here. Let's go to Morgan in Ohio. Morgan, you're on ESPN Radio. Hey, I was just listening to you there, and um, one team that I think is just a few missing pieces away from being a Super Bowl contender, and one of them, in my opinion, is a quarterback, and who I really think, if the Texans would consider it, would be the Titans. But you have the problem, again, with moving Ryan Tannehill. Like, why are the Texans going to take back Ryan Tannehill? Here's the, here's the one thing I will contract. say. Here's the one thing I will say about that, Amber. They could trade Ryan Tannehill in a separate deal. It doesn't have to be a deal with the Texans. They can that's trade true, Ryan Tannehill contract. to another team. And, well, well, yeah, they can't cut him, but they can trade him. It's a much lower figure in terms of the dead cap hit against the uh, Tennessee Titans salary cap. So, they could potentially saying, trade Ryan for, Tannehill. What's the market for Ryan Tannehill? Well, I mean, right there's going to be teams. There's other teams that need quarterbacks out there. There's going to be teams that miss out on quarterbacks. I mean, if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, would you like to have a quarterback like Ryan Tannehill? I mean, I, really? I'm sure I would based on what's available. I mean, there there are other teams out there that are. If you're the Washington foot uh, Washington Commanders, I got to get used to saying that Washington Commanders. If we're talking about a couple of days bef- before the Carson Wentz deal happened. Would you be interested in Ryan Tannehill if he was available? Absolutely. There are going to be teams that are in the quarterback market. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have no idea what they're doing at quarterback. Ryan Tannehill would be better than any of the in-house options that they have right now. So it's not like there wouldn't be a market for Ryan Tannehill, a quarterback that's won multiple playoff games in his career and that just led his team to having the number one seed in the AFC. So I would say this. I, I, I can't completely dismiss the idea of, of Ryan Tannehill being traded, but the Texans wouldn't trade uh, the Deshaun Watson into a team that's in their own division. We said that about the Colts. We got to say that about the Titans, too. They're not trading Deshaun Watson to a team in a division, and if they can help it, they're probably talking about trading him to the NFC. Coming up next, we hear from one of our NFL insiders on what could be next for Deshaun Watson. ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson and Chris Candy on ESPN Radio and E+. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. We're all over the breaking news about Deshaun Watson. Grand jury in Houston, Texas, did not indict Deshaun Watson on criminal charges. Watson still faces 22 civil cases. But for more on Deshaun Watson, we go out to the hotline to bring on ESPN senior NFL reporter Jeremy Fowler. And Jeremy, I saw Adam Schefter's tweet that said that he expects the trade market for Deshaun Watson to move quickly. Now, we know that he has significant guarantees 
due to him on the fifth day of the league year. The Texans could potentially be trying to move him before those guarantees pop off, and they're responsible for him. So just out of curiosity, what's the timeline for a deal for Deshaun Watson to get done? Well, it's really up to the Texans, you know. They uh, they have reason, as you said, because of that money involved, to trade him before that fifth day of the league year. You know, they have in, until Wednesday before business officially opens league-wide in that regard. And so, you know, teams will probably start calling right away. I mean, some have already filled their quarterback needs. And then you have others like uh, whether it's, you know, Seattle, they could be lurking. I do think they'll at least call um, – Panthers will get involved most likely. I mean, they've been monitoring this for the better part of the last year. Uh, and then you could have a few wild cards as well. Yeah, those are the two landing spots that we keep hearing about in terms of interest. Is there any chance that the Texans, Jeremy, would consider trading him within the conference? I know that they're not going to trade him within their division. Or is this something where they're definitely looking at that closely with destinations as well? Well, I think they'd be open to it. Uh, most teams like to take a player out of their conference, but nowadays, because trades are more common, I think teams are a little more open to that. Now, in division, they wouldn't do that. You know, that'd be a little crazy. But, right. um, you know, I think, you know, th- there will be teams from both conferences that will be involved. Uh, you, but I think most of the heavy lifting will come from the NFC. And, you know, a team like the Eagles with three first-round picks this year, uh, I know Jalen Hurts, they've supported him publicly, but I'd be shocked if they didn't at least put in a call. Talking with ESPN senior NFL reporter Jeremy Fowler on ESPN Radio. And, Jeremy, the news around quarterbacks in the NFL has been hot and heavy all week long, and we saw the deals for Russell Wilson and for Carson Wentz. But I wanted to ask you about two quarterbacks that don't seem like they're on the trade market but that are entering the last year of their current contracts, that being Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins. Have you heard anything as far as those organizations being willing to extend those players, or are those teams willing to potentially entertain trade offers for those players? Well, the Colts will loom large here. You know, I think they'd love to get a Derek Carr, but I would be shocked if the Raiders traded him. You know, I think Josh McDaniels took the job, uh, his understanding was that Derek Carr would be his quarterback, including new GM Dave Ziegler. So they've done a lot of research on him. Uh, you know, maybe if the Colts made him a huge offer, but I don't really see that. You know, to me, Kirk Cousins might even be more likely because, you know, the, uh, the Vikings have been down this road a couple times with him where he's a year, whether he's starting as a free agent there or a year away from a new contract, the salary cap number is always pretty big. They haven't won big with Cousins yet, so – um, very good quarterback, he'd probably have a good market if they wanted to trade him. Now, I, you know, I don't get that sense, but uh, I, I would almost call that more likely than Carr. Uh, but, you know, you still the free agent market for teams that are needy. Mitch Trubisky and some other quarterbacks will have a pretty good market. Jeremy Fowler on with Amber Wilson and Chris Canty here on ESPN Radio. So, Jeremy, the reason that I asked you would the Texans consider trading Deshaun Watson inside the AFC is because, frankly, I am curious about the situation here with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Do you have any sense of where they're looking to go, or do you expect that they're just going to address the quarterback position at 20th in the draft? Well, I think they'll exhaust all those options. Certainly wouldn't surprise me if they got a free agent next week. Um, you know, they've done their due diligence on all those guys. But, they, you know, I do believe that they're at least intrigued by Malik Willis, uh, the guy with a high upside that they can get. So they got the 20th pick, and, you know, they know 
how important this is. I would call them pretty conservative as far as trying to get a quarterback. Like, I don't know if they're going to go the Deshaun Watson route. I mean, we're really in as heavily as some thought on, say, an Aaron Rodgers, but uh, they're also not dumb. I mean, they know how important this position is. Uh, there are people in the building who still support Mason Rudolph and believe he can be a functional starter. Um, but, you know, they, they, they're going to look hard at the draft for sure. And I think somebody like Mitchell Trubisky could be on their radar or Marcus Mariota type, you know, a guy that can be like a 1B starter uh, that you can try to win games with. Jeremy, I know free agency hasn't started, but Bobby Wagner, who was released by the Seahawks earlier this week, is free to sign wherever he pleases. I understand that it's supposed to be a robust market for him. Any ideas as to potential landing spots for the former All-Pro middle linebacker? Well, he'll have at least a half dozen teams that will be involved. Not, maybe not huge money, but a good, solid money. Maybe 31, All-Pro, many times over. Uh, he's an L.A. guy, so... The Rams will be intriguing to him, and I, I don't expect the 49ers or Cardinals to go after him too hard at this point. So if he wants to stay in the NFC West, the Rams will be the best option. Um, and they have an opening at linebacker, and they love star players. So that one would not shock me at all. Uh, but he'll consider all his options. I, I, I have a feeling he'll stay somewhere in the West Coast. All right, Jeremy, thank you for a few moments of your time. Appreciate the insight on the breaking news around Deshaun Watson. We'll talk to you again soon. Okay, thanks so much, guys. All right, that's ESPN senior NFL reporter Jeremy Fowler. Coming up next, your calls on what's the best landing spot for Deshaun Watson. You're listening to Amber Wilson and Chris Canney, ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio. Football season is over, but it doesn't stop it from being a football Friday here on ESPN Radio and E+. You're listening to Amber Wilson and Chris Canney. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Tap in on the Candy call-in line, 888-ESPN, that's 888-729-3776. We want to hear from you on what's the best landing spot for Deshaun Watson. And, Amber, let's go out to the call line and hit up Mike in Florida. Mike, you're on ESPN Radio. What up? Hey, good evening. How you guys doing? Um, first of all, I want to start out give a shout-out to Max Crosby, um, getting that major deal just now, so props to him. Oh, for sure. Uh, so Max Crosby is a friend of the show, no doubt. <laughs> Four years, oh, $95 million. So he got a bag of money from the Raiders. Well-deserved by Max. Okay, awesome, awesome. But So I, I think you know where I'm going with this. I, I'm thinking the Raiders have they had a, a very you know troubled past you know, ever since they lost the Super Bowl. We finally got a quarterback in Derek Carr who's, who's a good, solid quarterback. He's a great character guy. He's a leader. But it hasn't translated to wins on, you know, post, in the postseason. So we have to do something to upgrade. We can't continue to do the same thing over and expect that it's just going to be Mike, 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 I got to stop you right there. Let me tell you what the Raiders ain't going to do. After the year that they had with all of the goings on, they are not bringing in a quarterback with the baggage that Deshaun Watson is carrying through those doors. And Mike That's just not going to happen. And then on top of that, you have Derek Carr, who was a leader, that a guy that helped your team, that stabilized your franchise – while you went through a coaching change, while you had a tra- tragedy with Henry Ruggs, while you had a former first-round pick in Damon Arnett flexing on social media with automatic firearms and ended up getting cut, mm-hmm. while you're transitioning with a new head coach and a new GM, they are not in the business of going down the road of trying to add more baggage with that Deshaun Watson cloud looming over the franchise. I just don't like the fit. I don't think the organization is going to go in that direction. I, I just see them and see Derek Carr 
as the guy that they're going to have as their franchise quarterback for the foreseeable future. And Derek Carr is in his early 30s, so it's not outside of the realm of possibility that you still get five or six highly productive years from him. He's in his early 30s, and he's a good quarterback. Nobody's disputing that. An excellent leader coming off of a very tumultuous season. And Mike said it on that call with us. He alluded to the fact that they have had such a difficult time there, and a lot of that being, of course, off the field. You are 100% correct, Chris Canty. They cannot afford then to bring in a guy even as talented as Deshaun Watson is. And you and I certainly were talking about the accolades that work in his favor, his age, a top five talent, the position. Most teams around the NFL that have a need will be interested. The Las Vegas Raiders cannot be one of those teams because they cannot at all take on that baggage. And I do think one thing needs to be cleared up here because Deshaun Watson is not going to be charged with a crime coming off of today. The the grand jury has decided to essentially not indict him on any of the nine criminal complaints against him. And I think eight women testified in front of the grand jury today. It Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that those 22 civil lawsuits are necessarily going away. I would expect from a legal perspective that all of a sudden you might start seeing some of those settle. And certainly it can kind of affect the vantage point just in terms of, although those two cases are wholly unrelated, the civil cases and the criminal cases are wholly unrelated. It does give Deshaun Watson's camp some maybe negotiating power when you go back to the other side and you say, hey, you, your cases are so weak, you have such a lack of evidence that you weren't even be able to get an indictment in front of a grand jury. Because we discussed earlier in the show, typically grand juries, they can indict a ham sandwich because typically the prosecutor is just presenting the prosecutor's evidence. Deshaun Watson doesn't have an opportunity to defend himself. Typically not that hard to get a grand jury to uh, issue an indictment. And they weren't able to get that done here. So it does show that there's probably a significant lack of evidence here. And that would absolutely apply to the civil cases as well. Although the standard's easier in civil court, of course, you still need evidence even to prove that it was beyond a preponderance of the evidence, that it was more likely to have happened than not. But that doesn't mean that these cases are necessarily going away. It doesn't mean that there isn't civil liability. And it doesn't mean that Deshaun Watson didn't do these things that these 22 women are accusing him of doing. So there's still significant baggage there. And you and I have spent a lot of time as well talking about how we expect that there will be a suspension by the NFL for a violation of the personal conduct uh, policy for all those other reasons that I just mentioned. Him being charged with a crime or convicted of a crime is certainly not necessary in order for there to be a violation of the personal conduct policy in the NFL and a suspension issued. You're listening to Amber Wilson and Chris Canny on ESPN Radio. Let's go out to RC in Washington. RC, you're on ESPN Radio. What up? RC, you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. You hear me? All right, we got you. What you got for us? Uh, I'm thinking Tom Watson's come to Seattle. Maybe we could package a deal. Jamal Adams send him back to Texas, where he's from. Uh, not that hard. No hard feelings towards him. Just don't think we use him right. Package a first and a second, and maybe that's enough to get to Sean Watson. What do you think? And maybe we have, do we have to add in another pick, or do we add an entire locket? No, you're going to have to add in a little bit more than that. I'm not sure how much Jamal Adams is going to move the needle because he plays the safety spot, which is not a premium position in the NFL, and he's got a bag of money in terms of salary that he's due in the foreseeable future. So I don't know exactly what the appetite for the Texans is with Jamal Adams. And And Amber Wilson pointed this out earlier in the show. The Texans are probably looking to maximize the draft capital that they would get in return for Deshaun Watson. This ain't about players. This is more so about picks. 
that they can use to rebuild their franchise because they're in a bad way right now when it comes to their overall talent base. So, Amber, I'm hearing everything that you're talking about with Deshaun Watson and him not necessarily being absolved of wrongdoing because of today's developments. But what I do think happens is that today's developments moves both sides closer, both the plaintiffs in the civil cases and Deshaun Watson, to being able to settle these cases so Watson can move forward with his career. So the suspension that the NFL is, of course, going to levy um, is out there so teams know exactly what to do, how to plan if they're interested in acquiring Deshaun Watson. So let's go out to the call-in line. Let's go to Josh in Illinois. Josh, you're on ESPN Radio. What's up? Hey, how's it going, guys? Doing pretty good. What you Happy got for Friday. us? Good, good. Um, I was thinking Deshaun Watson to San Francisco uh, for Jimmy Garoppolo. We had a similar quarterback like him in Brock Osweiler from Denver. I'm just wondering. He'd be an upgrade from him, so he fits into our system. But what would you guys package from San Francisco with Jimmy Garoppolo? I mean, you want to get rid of Trey Lance? You're already punting on Trey Lance. I mean, I mean, if I if I could if I could do it, I would. But I mean, it, like you don't have any draft picks if you're San Francisco. You traded three first round picks in order to get Trey Lance. So what would you be trading? Right, you have I mean, nothing I mean, to you trade. Would, you would have to. I, I mean, I don't. What do you want to give up, Nick Bosa? I mean, the Texans and Fred would probably Warner take Trey Lance. And, I mean, well, I mean, the Texans but, would probably take Trey Lance because he's so young and so sure. Maybe yeah, they would take him back, but he would need up, to be attached to a bunch of other players. More first. than that, you're going to have to give up Trey Lance yeah. and, and Nick Bosa first. and Fred yeah. Warner and yeah. like, you have, have to give up the entire 49ers. Exactly, you have to give up your entire team in order to get Deshaun Watson. So I don't know if that's necessarily a realistic landing spot, but. This is going to be interesting to follow, Amber. There are going to be a lot of tentacles to this story. We'll continue to update you on the latest on Deshaun Watson and where he's going to land moving forward.